Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy holiday week. Memorial Day week. Of course, Monday is the holiday and it's the opening, the beginning officially, I suppose, of sp summer, spring, holiday, vacation time. But mostly, time to remember, time to give thanks, time to recognize and honor those who've helped us, who've lived with us, who've shared our beautiful time together. And here I am again, Brenda Shoshana, offering another episode of our podcast, Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And this episode is taking place during this Memorial Week, Spring Week, and you know, as summer comes upon us, it's it seems as if the doors open. The way when the spring comes, the flowers begin to bloom, the earth opens, our hearts open. We, we're out of our homes more, we're wandering around, we're taking holiday, we're meeting new people. It's a time for friends, for love, for falling in love, for, for rejoicing. And our episode title for today is Meeting the Friend, the True Friend. And it's an interesting, interesting, interesting title, and it's an interesting concept. This comes from a wonderful poem by Rumi, who tells us that the only reason for being here is a meeting with the friend. Wow. What a statement. What a, an incredibly intoxicating almost statement. Phenomenally fascinating statement. The only reason for being alive, for being here on this earth, for taking our journey is a meeting with the friend. What is he really talking about? Is he talking about the only reason we're alive is to walk down to the grocery store and meet old Joe and have a cup of coffee and go over the events of the day? <laughs> well, that could be, of course. From the Zen point of view, absolutely yes. Yes. Every moment, every step, everywhere we go, when we go in the right state of mind, certainly is a meeting with the friend. Let's back up a second or two and, and let's look at what Rumi really is talking about on a more essential level and then we'll see how it can manifest every day, everywhere in our Zen practice and in our everyday life. So first of all, we want to look at what does it mean to meet the friend? So naturally, we all want our relationships to be warm and reliable and trustworthy and intimate. And, and we all want friends. We love it when, when a true friend, when a true person appears in our life and with that we feel that connection with, we, we are utterly refreshed, inspired, excited, happy. Of course, of course, of course. We walk along and we feel complete somehow. Nothing in the way between us. It's almost sometimes as if we're talking to ourselves, our deeper selves, as the oneness, the sense of oneness and connection, that beautiful, beautiful sense of connection is really what we're talking about here. Not just with the personality, but something way beyond that. Not just talking about 
shared experiences, but instead sharing our experience. That's a very interesting distinction. In many relationships, we go over the day, we talk about what happened with this one, with that one, or we talk about our hopes and dreams. We're talking about our shared experiences. That's one thing, and nothing wrong with that, but it's not necessarily meeting the friend. In that case, we are sharing our experience, just a simple experience of taking a walk, seeing the sky. Somehow we are together in that. In, in our everyday life, of course, friends, sadly enough, can turn to enemies or they can turn to people we don't want to be around anymore. And conditions change. People respond differently. There's a lot of coming and going, and it's very easy to feel forlorn, alone. Especially on this Memorial Day holiday, as we think of people in, pa in the past and days that have gone by, Many people find it a hard time, along with the fun of summer coming. There's a feeling of being forlorn. Things have gone. They've passed. They're over. The feeling that they're over. And yet we're hungry. The heart is hungry for more. <laughs> we want that connection again and again and again. Now, there is the mistaken sense that in order to have that connection, we need to find a friend, the friend. And again, nothing wrong with finding a friend. It's lovely to have companionship. But Rumi, in his poem, the only reason for being here in life, the only reason, is a meeting with the friend. He's not talking about that exactly. He's talking about what is it in this world what is it on our journey that is our true friend that never can leave and never leaves? That is always there for us and with us. That takes care of us. A good friend takes care of you. And you take care of the good friend. What is it? How can we meet with that? How can we meet with that? You know, I'm... I'm what comes to mind is a story told, a very, very, very beautiful story told by a Zen master at a retreat years and years ago. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. And, and he was talking about how he became a Zen monk. And in Japan, many of the elder sons of those who run temples automatically, naturally, just go for a few years to a Zen monastery to train. And then they come home and they run the father's temple. And so this young man went to do just that. He went to the monastery, which was a hard training, and, and so that he could learn whatever he had to learn, the chanting, the rituals, the sitting, whatever was necessary, so that he would be able to then leave and, and take over his father's temple, as was expected of him. However, when he got there, he really, he really found it hard. He was in pain. He, it was distressing. It was a, a hard training for him, and he didn't really want to stay. However, you know, when you make a commitment, especially in Japan, there, there's a great feeling we must live through the commitment or else we'll be shamed. We'll lose face. It'll be a terrible thing. So 
he had to stay and he stayed and stayed but then he began thinking how can how can I do this for three years how can I and he began to feel well I want to leave but how can I leave I don't want to lose face I don't want to disappoint my father this is a very interesting and a true Zen story and so he decided well you know maybe I'll just get sick and then I won't be able to stay here anymore that would be fine so he did everything he could to get sick. He stopped eating. He didn't sleep. He worked extra hard, harder and harder. And he expected, of course, I'm going to get sick and then I'll be able to leave. And he continued this and continued. And suddenly one day he realized, oh my goodness, I'm not sick. I'm fine. Something is taking care of me. Wow, what a moment that was for him. The skies opened, his mind opened, his heart opened. He had a meeting with the friend. I'm being taken care of no matter what. A meeting with the friend. And by the way, he never left the monastery. He had such a huge, deep, profound experience that he never left and he is one of the great Zen masters alive today. So that's what Rumi is speaking about, a meeting with that which takes care of us always, which loves us, which pervades our lives. When we can touch that and see it and know it's there, really hard to feel forlorn ever again. So this true friend is timeless. It's with us all the time. It awaits at every footstep. So certainly, of course, when we go down to the corner to meet with Joe and have a cup of coffee, yes, 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 the true friend is right there too. Of course, we're not aware of it. So that's why Rumi says the only reason for being here is a meeting with the true friend that we should actually have that encounter that our this great Zen teacher had. Actually, the encounter itself made him into this wonderful Zen teacher. We all have the possibility of having that encounter with the true friend. So how can we do this? How, I mean, of course, he... he it came upon him. He was there. He was training, training, training. And he also was trying to leave. And somehow, given all of his circumstances, he had the meeting with this friend. There are many, many ways to have this meeting. And, and that itself is a fascinating and beautiful notion. How, do, how, do, how, how else do we have a meeting with the true friend? Now, there's... You can't find a prescription for this. I don't. There are many kinds of practices. Of course, prayer, mindfulness, meditation, study. Many, many. Planting in the garden, loving our children. I mean, there are many, 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 many roads to where we are right here. But I, I had an interesting thought when I thought about one way that is perhaps interesting and might be interesting to you. And what came to me was that, well, the only way to know something is to become it. 
You know that there's a beautiful, beautiful saying in Zen, only the wind knows the wind. <laughs> By becoming something, we know it. We can't know something deeply from the outside in just by looking at it, measuring it, evalu certainly not by evaluating it, but to really know it through and through, we, 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 we become it. We embody something, and then we know what that is, what that feels, what that wants. So it occurred to me, the only way, or not the only way, but a way to know the true friend is to become the true friend. I love that myself. That touches me to become the true friend, which actually we really already are. We already are. But to look at life that way, to focus upon it, to open that door within ourselves. Take a moment and really think about what does it mean to be a true friend? What does it really mean to be a true friend? Friend, you know, we know what we want from another, how that we want them to treat us. So, so meditate on this a bit. What do you want when you think of having a true friend? What would that experience be for you? For one thing, for this end master, for him, he, he felt utterly cared for, taken care of, included, wanted, no matter what. No matter what he did <laughs> to get sick or to be kicked out, he could not get sick no matter how hard he tried. That true friend was caring for him. So take a little time and, and see for yourself what does that mean to you to be a true friend. What would you want from a true friend? And then become it yourself. How wonderful that is. You become the true friend to others and to life and to yourself yourself. You know, it could be pretty hard to be a true friend to ourselves. Sometimes it's easier to be there for others, to open to others, to look after others. So we have to include ourselves here too. Becoming a true friend. Mm, that's beautiful because as you become a true friend, you will certainly meet the true friend. What might we think about a little bit when we think about what it means to be a true friend? Well, we might say a true friend is here to listen, not interrupt, not talk. Really listen. They're here to give, not necessarily to want everything back or to take or to measure what are you giving, what am I giving. They're here to give. Certainly, I, I'm, this is just suggestions. A true friend, I would say, would be here to support us, not to tear us down, to help us along our way. Not to control us or dominate us or to impose their ideas upon us. You know, some, some teachers, I mean, some people in life in general, they really want to control and they set themselves up as bigger and better or smarter than us and we have to look up to them as if we are not everything that they are just from my point of view I would not call that a true friend that person is really in a sense taking taking our attention taking our time taking everything is about them it's not about our own true friend 
So just take a look at it. Become aware of it. What, what does it really mean to be a true friend? And in the ways perhaps you may be acting as not a true friend, let that go. Just notice it and say, oh, no, no, no. My practice may be to become a true friend. Just try it out. Try it out for a day. Try it out for a week. <laughs> try it out for a month. What is, this is all up to you. I'm just making offerings and suggestions because it's so heartwarming and it's so important to know that that caring, that kindness, that, that, that closeness that we always look for out there somewhere, <clears throat> it's available to us here, always, right now. And in closing for today, I just want to recite a beautiful little poem, which is, Love is wanting for the other what they want for themselves, even if you are not the one able to give it to them. Isn't that beautiful? A true friend or love is wanting for the other what they want for themselves, even if you are not the one able to give it to them. So I look at we're coming to the end of our time for today. I want to thank you again for listening. Um, our podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. You can listen to many, many of the other uh, the other episodes which are on that, or we're on iTunes or whatever. And I would like to let you know that I'm doing a second podcast every week called Your Best Self which will go into more detail about different psychological and personal issues, relationships, anger, fear, different issues that you struggle with or that you just approach in your life in different ways, not just psychologically, but psychologically and spiritually, ways of, of looking at them, dealing with them, working with them, so that you can live from the, your best self, the part of you that sees it all and is, and is joyful and strong. So that, if you want to uh, learn more about that podcast, that website is www.bestselfbooks.com. And again, please contact me at topspeaker at yahoo.com if you have any questions or any, any conversation. I'm getting such wonderful emails and they really mean a lot to me. So please keep them coming. And thank you again for listening and, and, I wish you a beautiful, beautiful summer, and I really hope that you have that encounter with your true friend. See you next week. Be well. Bye.